0: episode 200 wow guys 200 episodes it's been a while it has been a while just over four years i got a little alert on twitter a couple days ago that it was the four-year anniversary of the pod account um wow time flies when you're having fun am i right gentlemen anyway i'm john bauer on twitter at the bauer club you know this man where does Lakers gear? If you're watching live, if you're coming back on YouTube, watching uh, Dan LaMagna, Dan, what's up?
1: Hey, super excited tonight. Episode 204 years. It just feels special. And what a great episode with our mock draft for, to be episode 200. So that followed in place. Nice. And I'm on a little bit of a high, you know, Lakers, one game, one, New York Rangers, one game, one, even though my lane Lakers aren't doing so hot tonight, but I'm feeling positive and optimistic and Hopefully that momentum just carries into our rookie drafts as it's you know it's almost draft day.
0: Mitch, do you like how the other day Dan sends us the New York Rangers schedule and he's like, we can't have a show during these nights? But I'm surprised we didn't get the Lakers schedule too. It's very so, true. Yeah, and and we always joke that Dan has the most uh, diverse fan base in, in his blood here. Uh, some people call that getting on the bandwagon, but that's a little bit. That's fair. Mitch, what's up? You just got home, pretty much.
2: You're I did. Rock and roll. You know, I actually had enough time to go to my kid's soccer game. He scored a goal, so that oh. was really cool. But yeah, now I'm just jumping in. Like, I'm really excited that somehow, like Dan mentioned, the rookie mock draft lines up with the 200th episode. Like, at least we're not just talking about tight ends because that would suck a little bit.
0: I, I'm not so, not so fast. All right, I thought we really could have done tight ends as their own episode. We could have. Yeah, but I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> so let's talk about it. So we, we want to talk about our tight ends. Uh, if you have not had the chance, go back, listen to our show on the, the our rookie talk series, if you will. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Tonight, we're going to touch on tight ends to start the show. And then we're going to throw a two-round rookie mock draft at you guys. And we're going to be looking at it from a 12-team super flex two PPR. Um, kind of. This, this is it. This is, it's crunch time. This is the last hoorah, if you will, before we head into our live draft party next Thursday and Friday. It's going to be a lot of fun. So tight ends. I, can I start just because I think I, I might be the most excited out of the three of us talking about this, the, the position group, this class, it is Uh, far and away the most athletic class from top to bottom you know Mitch we were in the discord earlier today and we were talking about uh you know with Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid and you were like well it kind of feels like Noah Fant TJ Hawkinson to Mm -hmm. an extent but if you remember at that time those are the only two guys that were really being discussed during that class yep but we're looking at this class, super athletic. You look at RAS and Mitch, not not RAS, but you were getting Razzed in the Discord the other day because you said RAS score.
2: I don't care if it's and, RAS score. You're just saying Raz just sounds weird. Hey, look, this person's Raz. No, I, I don't even know what the hell people be talking about. And the comparison
0: was, well, that's like you saying ATM machine. Yeah, or I see redundant. no issue with
2: that either, to be honest with you.
0: Anyway, anyway, uh, so this class talking about RAS, the relative athletic score, Zach Kuntz, Luke Musgrave, Darnell Washington, Shoemaker out of uh, Michigan, Mm -hmm. Tucker Craft, Will Mallory, Sam Laporta, all above a nine, 9.00. And that's kind of like the top threshold. But as long as you're above seven, you're fine. And... You have Brenton Strange, Josh Wiley, Michael Mayer, all checking that box, being in that bucket. And if you look at those scores that I mentioned, it's on a scale of zero to 10. Over the last four draft classes, seven of the top 12 scores are in this draft class. All right. Uh, From a 40 time perspective, we want four, seven or below 11 tight ends come Coming, checking that box. Eleven tight ends that I I have in the spreadsheets. Um, you know, uh, sorry, getting distracted. Had a a Bing thing pop up on my computer. I I don't know. Anyway, um, and then Dalton Kincaid. He doesn't have a ras. He doesn't have a forty time, but you would assume he'd be right in that range. And it really is a a battle of production versus traits. You have Luke Musgrave. You have Darnell Washington, two highly touted tight ends with collegiate, uh, with limited collegiate production, and you could lump Zach Kuntz in there too. You know he popped off the charts at the combine, really elevated his stock. Will Mallory, Tucker Craft, two guys that check a lot of boxes, but a lot of those boxes aren't based on collegiate production. Whether it's usage, whether it's having Brock Bowers in your Uh, your tight end room, or it's based on injury. So, there's a lot going on with this class. We're going to dig into it a little bit more. I could talk about it all right. I don't think you want me to. Dan, what's up? You're
1: throwing a timeout. Did did you explain what RAS is to the listeners?
0: Yeah. So, it's the relative athletic score, it's uh, a a combination of various uh, uh, metrics and measurables, uh, height, weight, 40, vertical. Broad jump, all that good stuff. And you can easily find the website. Um, just Google, you know, Darnell Washington. Right. RAS. RAS will pull it up.
1: So yeah. I wanted to make sure the listeners had that in case, in case they weren't familiar with it because you, you brought up good points around that, you know, the pr- athletic profiles of this tight end draft class, JB. And I, man, I am feeling your passion oozing. I don't know if it's for episode 200 or if it's for the tight ends, but if I could just like, counter argue a little bit here jb those profiles and the excitement you have for the tight ends does that trans is that gonna translate to fantasy beyond the first two tight ends yes. or is are these just good NFL players that are gonna just be in that mix of mix of like who cares tight ends because we're gonna draft three of them if we don't have like one of the big ones I mean it it
0: so and we're gonna get into this a little bit with a few of the other questions and prompts here and the rookie draft Uh, the mock draft that we put together, but tight end, certainly, you know, you look at it and every year we say, Oh, maybe we're going to get that infusion of talent this year. Tight end is deeper than it's ever been. You can fade them in best ball. You can fade them in redraft. It's so deep. Uh, But this class truly, it is a special class in regards to the tight end position. And not only is it an injection of talent and, uh, these guys that are coming in and contributing from a real NFL standpoint. These are traits, uh, uh, production, metrics, whatever you want to look at that will translate for fantasy purposes. And when we talk about tight ends on the show, it's always with the assumption we're talking about tight end premium, whether it's two PPR for the most part, Uh, But even 1.75, 1.5, or a combination of scoring, and you got to start too. So this isn't just your typical, hey, PPR across the board, you know, because then it really isn't that critical.
1: But But we're talking about. about How much does it translate though? Are you you saying it's it's, – does it translate in the form of it's going to give us more names to draft, or, like, are you just mixing a lot of these guys in with the Tyler Conklins and the Robert Tanyans and the Mike Geseckis and the Irv Smiths? Like, how how excited should we be, John? Like, Mr. Are you the tiebreaker tonight? Like, Like, JB's, like, all in, he seems. He seems like he is diving off the diving board right into the deep end saying, I love this class, and I'm going to gobble him up. To, I'm, to I'm a, saying temper expectations, JB, and we're, we're drafting more Logan Thomas's and uh, Austin not. Hoopers. And... Ups, absolutely not.
0: Let me just say to, to it's episode 200, all bets are off. Once we started talking about tight ends here in this 23 rookie class, it went from six to midnight real fast. If you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. I don't. Right? What exactly do you mean by that?
1: All right. Anyway, <laughs> the next <laughs> Daniel Bellinger, ladies and gentlemen,
0: no, but again, but, these are all guys. I mean, Michael Mayer, Dolan Kincaid, Darnell Washington, Laporta, Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave. They're all going to go in the top two rounds, presumably. But you look at guys like Irv Smith. He had he had his questions, but then injuries injury derailed him. Mike Gesicki was productive until then. He didn't fit the scheme in Miami. All right. But these, aren't, these are not Logan Thomas's. These are not Tyler Conklin's. These are not Robert Tunyon's. I don't know why there's hate on Logan Thomas. I love Logan Thomas as a tight end. I don't understand these are, the hate here. These aren't guys that are converting from the quarterback position and aren't going to get a crack at things until they're 27 or 28. But, 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 there is part of me that believes a lot of these guys in tight end premium leagues are going to be overdrafted. Okay, he's coming so, down. He's coming down, Mitch. No, well, I, I, I'm I'm realistic. I'm a realist. Okay, right, we're back to realistic. We'll see. All right, you can be optimistic, and and you know it's not. Just, it's just not blind optimism. It's looking at the data we have available, looking at historical reference points, and you can look at this class, and we're gonna have I we're gonna have a lot of. Fantasy production
1: from this class over the next three years, okay? From two guys and some depth pieces. You're gonna have more depth. You're gonna you're gonna have some new names. Maybe... I'm, I'm just
0: I'm just flabbergasted here. I'm flat. Again, this isn't a TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, and then I'm with uh, you. Uh, we're, uh, Fred we are going to have gas last week at my local. I agree, uh, JB. Gas station.
1: We are going to have options to go with Isaiah Likely and Kate Otten now. I'm loving it. I'm, we, we, you know, and, pick, and, your, pick and, your poison. And
0: need um, you're, there is no chance you compare these profiles that we're talking about tonight to Kate Otten and Isaiah Likely. I th- after the in.
1: top two, there, from a fantasy production standpoint, these guys may be no better than Isaiah Likely. Other than maybe someone gets more volume because Mark Andrews is still in Baltimore. I mean, just I would temper expectations. I no,
0: there is no tempering right now. Okay, maybe we need to my, break my these tem- down, my, and, and my Mitch will be the voice
1: is, of reason. And
0: my temper is flaring. <laughs> All right, you're getting the rise out of me, Mitch. What are your thoughts here? It's been 12 minutes. I don't think we've let you say a word.
1: No,
2: I'm loving this. This is this is great. So honestly, I am kind of stuck in the middle. So I've got my, you know, stuck my rookies the rate with you. through the end of the fourth round, and I have five tight ends going in the second round of rookie drafts. That's how I see it happening. But I'm saying I have five almost by default because I do play in the 2.0 premium leagues and i don't love a lot of the running backs right now just because we don't have landing spots so that all could change in a week my issue is i'm kind of like that i do like the top three i do really really like darnell washington still i still think he could be used in a great way do i love the rest of the guys not really but i also i didn't love a lot of the guys coming into the league like uh, mcbride right i missed out on mcbride i should have been higher on him last year than what I was. And so the same thing with Greg Dolchik, right? I should have been higher on him, but I wasn't. So I'm opening my eyes to having these tight ends up a little bit higher than what I did before. But I mean, at some point we're going to have to actually talk about a tight end. Otherwise we're like never going
0: to do the mock draft. Okay. Michael Mayer. (laughs) Uh, There's 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 interject whenever you want, but I could I could keep rambling here. Michael Mayer, he's going to get the first round NFL draft capital, whether or not he's first tight end off the board or not, whether it's him or Dalton, Dalton Kincaid. I don't care who it is. They're both going to get the necessary draft capital we're looking for. And I know those question marks about his his athleticism. Is Michael Mayer the most athletic tight end that we've seen? Is he the most athletic tight end in this class? no but he checks the minimum threshold that we need. I'm seeing some BS posts on Twitter from player profiler that has him ranked as the second least athletic tight end in their database. What are we looking at? Genuinely, that is a I'm not looking at that, to be honest
2: with
1: you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but so Michael Mayer, he's going to get the draft capital. He is a complete tight end. He lacks the the um the high end athleticism but still I I think there there's several uh boxes that he's going through and checking from a production standpoint receptions yards touchdown upside um he's able to do it all and he's going to be a contributor in the NFL and for our fantasy teams for many years to come
2: let's just say he goes to the Cowboys right oh my he, God he produces just like Dalton Schultz did Right. Let's just say that's what he is. If you spend the 110 on him in a premium tight end league, that's a steal. It just is. But he has to start producing from year one or year two. We know that it usually takes these guys a year to learn the NFL game. But if that happens, that's a steal. And I think that same thing, don't get Let's say he goes to Chargers. Let's just say he just has a Gerald Everett type season. That's Okay. Like, that's what we're looking for with these tight ends. So I think we just really need to, like, know that this isn't Travis Kelsey. It's not Mark Andrews. It's probably not TJ Hawkinson from last year. But I do think that we're going to get enough fantasy weapons out of this class that I'm still okay with it, even though I don't like the bottom end of the tight end tier.
1: So I think Mitch makes my point, JB. We are happy if Kincaid or Meyer get Gerald Everett-type production if that is the case, and they, I think they have both the potential to be better than Gerald Everett and all that over, over time. And I think Mitch has framed it good. Hey, if they produce this year, they're solid picks, but you get to the tight ends below them. Are they going to get that kind of production? Anything less than that? I'm getting a little, uh eh. and I think you are going to get less than that. But that, you know, I, one guy's a surprise I, is probably maybe to Mitch's I, point. I like how Mitch mentioned Dulich and McBride and, you know, Hey, they had a little more production and, that's like best case scenario
0: first of all it's Dulcich. all right thank you i let it slide once i couldn't let it slide again but like but we're not forced to spend the 101 the 102 the 103 like we were with the kyle pitts so if you're telling me michael mayer would come in or dalton Kincaid would come in and put up 60 receptions 500 some yards four touchdowns um and that wasn't even did Everett play all seventeen games? He missed a game, so yeah, you one. know you adjusted a little bit there. You should be okay with that based on where they're going, the position as a, as a whole. I mean, look at people have Greg Dulcich as a top twelve tight end. Isaiah Likely was a top twelve tight end mid season, and that's a fact. Should it have been? No, it's it's terrible that it's even being discussed, but you know, you get any promise. And then you, these are guys. Dulcich was a third round pick. Isaiah likely was what a fourth round pick. Now you add the pedigree of these guys that gives them the insulation. And we see that when we look at a Kyle Pitts, but he has been far more productive, especially that rookie season than a Gerald Everett type performance. We saw last year. Okay. Um, so, so, let's see i have a hard time spending anything early pick wise on a rookie tight end specifically because it usually takes a year usually you can get them cheap late in the first see that that's a, that's a misnomer though because you go through the list a lot of the tight ends at least in recent seasons you were not getting them at a significant discount even if they didn't hit K dot and rosen value greg Dulcich rose rosen value um Looking through,
1: McBride might be the best example because he started really slow. He kind of started slow, right? And he still kind of couldn't quite get him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, but but his value point, hasn't really—it hasn't declined really. You know, um, a big thing with that too. I was just going
2: to say that I think has a lot to do with startup ADP, like it's comparing where they're going in the previous year to the next year. And sure, startups, people can go up, can go down. But established leagues, I don't know how true that is. Because that was something I've been thinking about over the last couple months while we were talking with tight ends in the past. And I don't know in established leagues if you really are getting them that much cheaper. Because people, we're having a talk about Trey Lance in the Discord today. The fact is, his value is much, much, much less than what the people who actually have Trey Lance on their teams want. Like they want a lot more than anyone else is willing to give. I think that same thing kind of happens with these tight ends as someone spends the 205 on Sam LaPorte or whatever. They're really not going to want to move him next year for the 302 just for the hell of it. But in a startup, you could easily see that happening. I think that sunk cost thing is definitely in there with these tight ends.
0: Now, I see, uh, I see a few comments in the chat, and you're going to get more context here when we get into the rookie mock. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to see actually where these tight ends are being
1: taken. I can't wait.
0: No, can't wait. You're like salivating over your. Oh, I am.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm intrigued now. Where will JB take these tight ends? Will he get these tight ends? I don't know.
0: Uh, Stay tuned. Find out after the commercial break. No, but there, listen, there are certain price points that you're going to be looking at these guys and they all have, the certain traits, certain measurables, they're going to get the draft capital. They have the collegiate production with an asterisk next to the guys that I mentioned already. Um, Darnell Washington, like I mentioned, Luke Musgrave to an extent. But, um, you know, let's just get into the mock. Do you guys want to do that? Hold on. I have a quick
2: question for you, John. I remember on the running back episode, you said we're going to have like nine running backs taken or something like that in the first three rounds. Somewhere close to that. Might have been eight. S-
0: seven. Our over under on the Discord was six and a half that was set.
2: And then we're having six tight ends go. And we're going to have five or six quarterbacks go. Is the wide receivers the one that's going to take? Because there's a lot of defensive players in this class that are going to be taken too. There's a lot of offensive linemen. So my worry is one of these positions does get pinched into where maybe we don't see as many second and third rounders. We end up seeing more fourth rounders. And that might be wide receivers. You know, I don't know. That's just the one thing I wonder with this class.
0: I do think it if I have to look at a position right now, I think it's going to be wide receiver. Um, But again, based on historical information, this tight end class, uh, a lot of these guys have at least second round grades from a lot of people that that you pay attention to people, uh, hopefully in the know as they present the information. Um, But we'll find out here in what eight days mm-hmm. nine days um if you're looking for more discussions about the glamorous tight end position uh hit us up jump into our patreon jump into the discord we talk about it. whatever you guys want to talk about we'll talk about do you want to get into the mock now
1: yeah Let's get into the mock we'll we'll, we'll, we'll stick right. some more tight end and during the mock it'll come up so well, then we get we'll, to
0: the second round. Dan has this idea in his mind that my first round is just
1: tight ends. I didn't say first round. It's the second round that I'm intrigued by. No,
0: I've and seen how you
2: rank the rookies, and I'm already worried about your first round, to be honest with you.
1: Uh-oh. Everybody's worried about you, JB. Interesting.
0: Trust me. it's Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> All right. What we're going to do, two-round mock. We've done this each the last three four years uh we are sticking with the same draft order we have used because dan wants to be able to put it in a spreadsheet we are going to do a mock post nfl draft and that's always fun uh, a little bit depressing when you go back and look uh and you look at the the draft capital assumptions and then the misses after the fact but anyway 12 team super flex two ppr for tight ends Dan. Start us off 101. Real quick,
2: real quick. Oh. I was trying to trade with Dan. I want to trade every single pick I had for the 101 this year. And John was like, no, you're not allowed to have fun. So I just want everyone to know that like, what, I was going to trade everything, but I won't. It's okay. It's okay. What
0: value is would adding be worth to the, But what value is that adding to the conversation? And then we sit here for 20 minutes to make some made-up trade? Yeah, I like it. Everything for Bijan.
2: I think it's fair to be honest.
1: So Mitch is sharing a strategy, which I would have accepted that offer for anybody listening. I would have moved my Bijan Robinson 101 over to Mitch. So I guess I'm letting the cat out of the bag. You know, like 90 some percent of my rosters are, are already super flex rosters, are already set with two quarterbacks. It is just too hard to pass this up here. Um for you know, on his first contract, has all the tools best uh, running back uh said you know Barkley you can make an argument with the Jonathan Taylors and Brees Halls you know a little bit last year's mock I did take Brees Hall at 101 so I would like to repeat history and take Bijan Robinson the running back at 101
0: Mitch is there (laughs) any situation that that Bijan doesn't go 101 let let me rephrase that is there any situation that Bijan shouldn't go 101
2: 16 team league I could see the argument for God. a quarterback. I still wouldn't do it, but I could see the argument at least.
0: Even right. 14, Mitch. 14 I, I, I'm taking Bijan. Yeah. I think that I think that once we stray away from 12 team, I think then you can start the conversation. Yep.
1: But I but I now know it's gonna of...
2: get fun at 102.
0: Well, I hope it gets fun at 102.
1: We'll see. JB might take a tight end here. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: I'll tell you where to shove it. <laughs> Right up that end. Um, (laughs) uh, Give me the ceiling. I'm going to swoop in here, Mitch. Give me the ceiling. I'm going to go Anthony Richardson at 102. Wow. I I have them tiered together with Richardson and Stroud. Uh, As we sit here today, I'm going to take Richardson only for the ceiling, but I want to see, and it all could be absolute nonsense, and it probably will be, but... It, there's a lot of smoke coming out of that C.J. Stroud camp right now. All right. That campfire, it's cooking. The the S2 score, the blowing off the Manning camp, uh, this, that, and whatever. Uh, you know, it still be my 103, but I'm going to just give me the upside with Richardson. Let's let's make this fun. All right, Mitch.
2: I'm going to go with Bryce Young at 103. Um, damn wasn't damn something it. I was going to do previously, but... When I look, spent the last few months looking at Bryce Young, right? He's everything you want in a quarterback. He's just three inches too short. But like he has the mental game that you want. He has everything that you need, but he's just too short. And so I just want to believe in that talent. Um, you don't have to worry about him off the field. You don't have to worry about practice habits. You don't have to worry about anything. You just have to worry if he can not get injured pretty much. Cause I'm not worried about him being tall enough to throw over linemen. He played in Alabama. Alabama's linemen are taller than any other line. He's going to have in the NFL. So I'm not worried about that for one second. If he could stay healthy, he's worth the one Oh three pick. And I'll take the gamble on that this year.
1: Dan one Oh four. After JB took Richardson, I was hoping Mitch would go in a different direction and gift me young, but he is not in the gifting mood today. So, but in the spirit of that, I am still pleased that CJ Stroud would be here at 104. I'm a Georgia Bulldog diehard, and I was really impressed the way CJ Stroud played that game enough to give me confidence that you know he's gonna go high enough in the draft and he's gonna have a good NFL career. Give me CJ Stroud. I'm locking myself with a solid super flex quarterback.
0: Now, as we go through this and, and we discuss uh here Drew, what are your three quarterback rankings? For me, it's Stroud and Richardson in one tier and then Bryce Young, Mitch
2: Richardson and Young and then Stroud.
1: Dan, I'm Young, Stroud and then Richardson, you know, but I so definitely see the no fantasy help. upside ceiling, you but know, the, running But potential. the crazy thing
2: is what Dan think or what John thinks about the 4 and 5 quarterbacks. I'm still after what you send the Discord, I can't believe it. But I don't want to ruin it moving forward, so we'll see how
0: it goes. Here, let me uh, let me ask you because Mitch gave me some grief, and I I'm still setting things up a little bit back here. I have a, a bookshelf type thing. I, I'm always making changes, but I I purchased something, and I, I I I was I was excited about it because it was it was my childhood. All right, uh, Dan, this is no joke, but uh, probably a little bit out of your Time frame, uh, but then Mitch got on me. And can we say, Mitch, you're a uh, what are these games you play? League of Legends. Oh, I yeah. play all the nerd games, dude. Yeah. So you're and you're gonna knock me for this purchase. Oh, I am. Yeah, you spent money on that. That's the bad thing. I did. All five of them in the box. <laughs> so they uh, are going to be displayed here. You
2: but might I have to I, tell everybody what it is who isn't watching.
1: Was that your thing when you were
0: younger or something? Love Power Rangers. So it's the five Power Rangers, uh, the original ones in the box still. Yeah, you know what? I was jacked about it. I was like, Mitch, I got look at this,
1: and he was like, I don't know you, okay? So
0: uh, you know what? I don't even care. That's cool, man.
1: I think my kids were into that at some point. JB, I don't know. Does that make John like young enough to be like my son? I don't know.
0: They they still.
1: (laughs) I'm. I'm not going to call you
0: dad. And <laughs> they, uh, they still make new ones. I think uh, they, I see them at like target and stuff. Anyway, uh, one Oh five, give me Jameer Gibbs. Uh, it's another ceiling play. Depending on how things shake out in the NFL draft, I have him tiered with, I'm guessing who Mitch is going to take at one Oh six, but as it stands today, I love the receiving upside. Uh, sure. We didn't necessarily see, the, I don't want to say ability, but the way he was used in college with that heavy workload in the, the running game, but there there was enough in his toolbox that he's going to be able to produce in the NFL and, uh, you know, me Gibbs at 105.
2: Yeah, I think Sorry. 106. Everyone knows I'm going to pick JSN here. He should be everybody's wide receiver one. If he's not, I think you're just being cute with it, to be honest. um, But th- this is kind of where the draft starts, right? I think 98% of rookie drafts are going to have these picks in the top six. Well, I mean, whatever, order you want to throw them in whatever after this now is when it gets fun. But just with JSN, I mean, we know how he's going to be used, um, with the way the NFL is going, especially with those cover two shells. He is like the perfect guy to come into the league right now for that. So I absolutely love like what JSN is going to do.
0: And let me say, I know the knock on him and the wide receiver class in general this year. It's, well, your your wide receiver one in the class is simply a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Look at how many slot receivers are, you know, and I always, we say the word alpha as a community. I hate that word, but their uh, their team's leading receiver out of the slot, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, C.D. Lamb, who was over 90% of his rookie mm-hmm. year running out of the slot, uh, Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk, look at what he's been able to do so far. Uh, You know, so I don't think that should be a knock by any means, especially when you're playing in full PPR. My favorite thing right now is everyone like
2: knocks. Oh, these slot wide receivers are coming in, right? But then we'll talk about like, we'll be top out DFS during the season. Be like Devonte Adams is in the slot 35% of the time. And that's what we want to see. You know, it's, it's just so funny how like, we'll hate on these guys for coming out and that's what they do. But we want the actual premier wide receivers in the NFL to play in the slot because we know what it does for their matchup.
0: And we also have Cooper cup too. Look yes. at the oh, way yeah. they utilize him and get him matched up against linebackers. But then also, um, People want to hate on the big body receivers that aren't necessarily separating. So wow.
2: they're slow.
0: That's okay. But, we'll get but, to them. So we don't want to slot. We don't want anybody out wide. Where can our wide receivers line up? Calvin Johnson. Every single draft. All right. Dan 107. What do you got?
1: All right. You, you guys are not gifting. It's not Christmas this year. I went back to, to like, you know, last year's draft, you guys each gave me a gift with your picks last year. I won't say the names that you picked in the top six, but this year dynasty theory is locked in, man. But Mitch and John are bringing it tonight. They're in the zone. No gifts whatsoever. I think great advice for our listeners. I think th- those top six, you know, flip the order here and there, but they are going to be the top six. So as Mitch said, now is when the draft begins. I am higher on this wide receiver class than Mitch. Sorry, I'm higher on this receiver class than the Mitch is on the receiver class, probably. And also higher than JB is on the tight end class, because we know how he is from the start of this show. But I like this wide receiver class. I can make a case for all of the top four, especially the top three. And I'm going to go with Jordan Addison here, man. I am confident in him. One of the things that really helped me was watching some videos of Steve Smith break down these top three, four wide receivers. There's an NFL Hall of Fame wide receiver that just loved this kid's film, man. And, and I am with it. I think he's going to get great coaching in the NFL. I think he's versatile. He's fast, good route runner, creates separation. He's going to be a playmaker. Give me Jordan Addison. And, you know, I've got Bijan. I've got Stroud from earlier. So now I've got my receiver. He'll be my my wide receiver one in this class, being that Mitch has stolen JSN from me the pick before.
0: Yeah, you look at these guys outside of Quentin Johnston – all of them have done a very good job of creating separation for Jordan Addison. I believe he was sub 15% on a uh, contested target rate uh, this last year. I want to pull up the exact number, but uh, you know, you look at JSN, you look at uh, Jalen Hyatt, who was 5%, but you know, separation being the the key there. And I think what Jordan Addison, I, I keep saying it, but he's a receiver that despite, you know, he, he did a lot of things in Pittsburgh and he was everything for Kenny Pickett. And then he goes to USC and people think, well, he's going to have an uptick in production. Well, you have a far more capable quarterback in Caleb Williams and other options. So he didn't necessarily see the high volume that he saw in Pittsburgh, but still seeing over, I think it was 2.9, some yards per route run at USC. You're still, um, you're still getting really nice production there. Uh, I thought it so, was
1: interesting to note, JB too. Steve Smith. One of the comments he made was he didn't believe USC did Jordan Addison any favors. I think he saw potential to utilize him even more. You mentioned right. how how highlight how he was highlighted in Pitt. I, I think that potential is still there. So I, I think there's more ceiling than we know coming ahead.
0: And Addison was at eleven point three nine percent contested target rate in his final season. So we got Addison. And um, on a squad over there, Mitch. JB, you're on the clock, sir. I know I am. All right, so this is where I want to provide some further context and clarification. We are sitting here April 19th. I know some folks in our Patreon in the Discord they discussed having rookie drafts pre NFL draft, Mm -hmm. and there's so much more risk with that. You kind of have to go with, well are there players that I feel a little bit more certain about their draft capital than others while the ceiling might not be as high. And for me, this pick at one Oh eight, it's going to be Zach Charbonnet. I knew it. Mm. So, so we look at, and wow. we can get into this, uh, uh maybe in our post draft mock draft, but, for Zach Charbonnet, I truly believe he, he falls in that second round. He gets that second round draft capital. And he does everything well. You know, I don't think he really is extraordinary at anything, but this is going to uh, get Dan's ears all perked up. He's one of the few running backs that one of their pros is his ability in pass protection. All right. Uh a lot of Levis comments in the chat, so I want to get on that in a minute. Uh-uh, you guys, you you just don't worry about that chat. You just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Zach Charbonnet, you know the pass protection, the ability to be util- utilized in the passing game, uh, the the ability to to maintain uh, a three down workload, and and a really solid size too. So Zach Charbonnet, uh, based on the expectation that second round bare minimum third round uh, somebody that I'm okay investing in pre NFL draft without knowing landing spot or draft capital
1: I really like that pick surprised by it a bit I, I was hoping he would he would he would slide to me I was definitely eyeing him up he he's definitely mine and probably like everybody almost in America's number 3 running back like we've got enough data to think that pick's going to be good for you even pre draft JB um, even once in a while I hear him as number 2 running back but that's that's hey starting running back here in fantasy. That's that's solid.
0: Dang it! Sorry, I'm we're we're we're, asking, we're getting caps. Yeah, uh, Kev, don't step away from your monitor, man. Uh, at one Bijan, two Anthony Richardson, three Bryce Young, four CJ Stroud. I believe. Then we answered a question from Drew about how we all have our top three quarterbacks. The order was different for all three of us Gibbs at one Oh five Jackson Smith and Jigba at one Oh six Jordan Addison at one Oh seven. Uh, and I took Zach Charbonnet at one Oh eight Mitch is on the clock at one Oh nine. Oh, I'm running up to the, I, I,
2: I understand <laughs> everyone hates Will Levis. But, like, he's everything you want in a quarterback besides he's inaccurate, right? Yes, but, 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 no, he is. But here's the thing. Like, we're willing to do all these things. We're like, hey, Jordan Addison. There's, like, one player in the NFL who has been good at his size. We're like, well, if Devontae Smith does it, it mean Jordan Addison can do it, too. But that sample size is small. Well, yeah, because there aren't anybody in the NFL who's been good. That's exactly why it's small
0: or get first or second round draft cap but exactly. it doesn't happen because they don't like players that size in the NFL. So that should tell you something then if he does get the draft capital it, it because it doesn't happen. So you should have knocked Devonte Smith for the same reason.
2: Oh, I liked Devonte Smith. He was great. <laughs> but anyways, so Will Levis, he's like what? 6'3", 220. He extremely hard worker. Um I mean like the the knocks against him are like, he's inaccurate, but he was injured all year as well. I mean, that offense that he played in was terrible. Um, one of the knocks is like, he will stay in the pocket for too long. But that's stuff that we like in the NFL. When Joe Burrow hangs out in the pocket for too long and finds someone streaking, that's what we like. Like, I absolutely hate happy footed rookie quarterbacks who like the second they sense pressure, they don't know what the hell to do. Will Levis isn't that guy. And so I really, really, really think that people are going to sleep on him and it's going to be the biggest mistake they make during this draft is to miss out on Will Levis. Especially if he goes to a team like the Colts, the Colts are built. The Colts are a good football team to go to. So if he could go to them and have all that talent around him, um, it's an
1: absolute steal at 109. That's solid. 109 super flex. I get it.
0: Uh, Listen, I have no issue. He's actually in this tier for me. So I'm not going to sit here and argue. If you get a quarterback with, with uh presumed top 10 NFL draft capital, it happens every year, right? There's always that one quarterback that slips and it's probably going to be Will Levis for the most part, like you said. Uh, b- but, but you're going to have those quarterback needy teams that either don't trade out or trade up for a veteran quarterback and they're looking at their board and I think if the the board plays out the way we're expecting and uh Will Levis, Jordan Levis, Will Levis gets that top 10 NFL draft capital, I really could see him go 106, 107 in some drafts because people have the need at quarterback. And then that's another conversation where, well, maybe they continue to pick one hundred six and one hundred seven because they're taking people like Will Levis. Okay. Okay. I suppose. Okay. I suppose. uh it, it happens every year. Uh Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, Herbert. uh, you Pickett know. it was the, going pretty darn late too. Pickett, I, we, Mitch, you and I got Pickett in the second round of a Devi, yeah, rookie draft. Um where where players were already off the board. So it happens every single year uh you know now it's coming out well certain teams don't have a first round grade on Levis or Richardson. I always laugh at comments like that because maybe it's like the the Chiefs who don't care. Uh, maybe it's a team that don't they don't have a first round pick. So it doesn't matter. And then you always see it the other way. Uh, you know, you draft somebody in the fourth round. Oh my God, I had a second round great on them. Of course she did. <laughs> yep, yep. Of course and, she did.
1: And if you look back to our pre and post draft last year, JB took picket in the pre-draft at 108. I took picket post draft at 104. Levis right now at one at 109 to match. That's a value already. I think we'll go, we'll go, we'll look back at this pre draft and that Charbonnet Levis spot there. 108, 109 is gonna be interesting.
0: And this is where I think, like, I keep saying I want to get in that top six because I feel very confident and comfortable with the players there. And when you're looking and weighing the risk versus the, the floor, um, the and then the ceiling and, and, and you know, middle range of outcomes, I just, I, I like what I'm seeing a lot more from those top six. But that's not to say when it's all said and done, we look at these top 12 or whatever and say, Okay, you know, you're seeing a lot of things out there now. Oh, I, I like the top six, then it really drops off. It's garbage. It's trash. Worst class I've ever seen. Man, people are whistling a different tune just from from I, a couple months ago, really. Give it a week. It's all they'll take, and then they'll be like, oh, no, this
2: class is great. I don't know what anybody was talking about. It's just how it goes. It's the cycle.
1: All right, Dan, 110. What do you got? 110. I have two guys I'd be happy with either one of them you only but, get one but only having one is John has some f- strict rules here tonight um I've got my running back I've got my quarterback I've got my receiver I'm gonna take the best tight end on the board to two point PPR give me Dalton Kincaid I am happy having Dalton Kincaid here in a, wow in he PPR went early lead.
0: you're talking about me in the tight ends <laughs>
1: I think he's the real deal. I mean, he is just best-receiving tight end. That's what we want in fantasy two points per reception, don't we? The best-receiving tight end, and I think that will translate to the to the NFL. He's a tough dude. He's athletic. He's got the profile. I know he's a little bit older, but his story makes sense why he's a little bit older. Give me Kincaid all day. I think I'm going to enjoy his career. Uh, age, it, it,
0: it's really not as relevant for tight ends. Nope. It
1: really isn't. And, and, I, and I'd also say, too, the other reason I take Kincaid here at 110 is the drop-off. There's another tight end that I think is going to be, you know, a, a solid pick, but I don't like the drop-off. Um, the wide receiver that I wanted, I won't say a name. You can probably guess. Again, I already got a stud receiver. There's a couple other receivers I like. I, I, don't, I don't want any of those tight ends John was talking about at the beginning of the show.
0: All right, we'll, we'll get there. Um Now, there are, here's my thing. We're at 111. Mm -hmm. I still have three guys on my board that, Dan, you mentioned two. There's three that I would be happy with at at this spot at 111. But because you let, and we're in two PPR, because you let the most complete tight end in the NFL uh, draft here slip to me, give me the mayor. All right. Give me Michael Mayer. mayor. Uh, you can have the, the more athletic Kincaid. And I'm actually surprised that Mitch, I'm surprised that Dan was okay with Kincaid Same. seeing as he can't block. That, that only matters with running backs with
2: Dan. He could care less about anybody else. It's just running backs that have to block. He's
1: the, he's the Anthony Richardson of tight end. He's going to be on that field. You know, he's, if he
0: if he were a cheese, he'd be a shredded cheese. He certainly wouldn't be a block of cheese. You like that? That was no, I reach. did not. Oh, that was a reach. Oh my God. that was horrible. <laughs> the frick was that.
1: He block uh, okay. enough.
0: So give me Michael Mayer. and uh, once we get through the rest of that this tier, I want to explain why I took Michael Mayer in a little more detail, but I don't want to say it quite yet. So Michael Mayer, one eleven in two PPR. Mitch. You know, I'm gonna give a gift to Dan here,
2: because there's a wide receiver he wanted, and it's not a wide receiver I want on my team. So he can have that one, and I want Zay Flowers. I think the team that drafts Zay Flowers knows exactly how they're going to use them. If you like Jordan Addison, if you like JSN, uh, you you better like Zay Flowers as well. Zay Flowers. Is going to be used in the same type of way that Jason is going to be. And if someone is using early draft Keppel, that it seems to be, it seems to be he's going to go in the first. If he's going in the first, I know how they're using him from week one. And you guys know I like, I've always loved the slot wide receivers, like going all the way back with Jamison Crowder and Tyler Boyd and all those guys. Those are just guys that I gravitate to more. So, Dan, you can have the other one. I'll take Zay Flowers here, and it's a steal.
1: For the record, I threw the penalty flag at Mitch, 15 yards for teasing me because I thought you were letting Zay Flowers slip to me because that's who I oh, wanted, Mitch. Really? I wanted oh, Zay.
2: Oh, see, that surprises me.
1: I in on Zay. I love Zay. And Zay is another one I just share. You know, like we're all studying, and we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're watching film. We're, we're list- watching JB's spreadsheets because he's always under the sheets. There's certain people in the industry we respect. I really love it's on YouTube. Steve Smith breaking down these, and he was the same way with Zay Flowers, man. It just the kid's got it. I think he's gonna be a very excellent fantasy NFL wide receiver. So good job, you, Mitch. Thanks, thanks for teasing I'm me. I'm shocked
2: that you don't want the other guy. Like I'm shocked that you like Zay Flowers more. Well, I'm happy Zay. that we agree.
0: But you know how just a <sighs> minute ago I made that horrendous joke, and I really reached for that joke a little bit. Zay no. Flowers was no, a, no, no. He, no. Don't I would no, I would not no. take Zay in the first round of a 12 team super flex two PPR league. I would not touch Zay there. Well, why not? 112. Two against You got a starting game. wide
1: receiver at one twelve. If you're and telling me he is a, a starting wide receiver in the National Football League, that's with good fantasy and production, the first you round. wouldn't take him at one twelve.
2: No. That's going in the first round.
0: You're like, no. Uh, that no, that's, that's with good. top forty expectations. I would not take Zay Flowers. Uh you and you talk about him and and say that he's the same as these guys that have hit elite ceilings from a production standpoint, Zay flowers didn't do that. And then he had to go back to even get close to what Jordan Addison did two years ago to what JSN did two years ago from a, from a, so he did it more recently is what you're saying. A, at an older age whenever these other guys did it earlier in their careers uh, yes true he, yeah he, he did that whole big that one year older and he couple. did it more recently he did it more yeah. recently well when you're a 22 year old dude going against 18 year old kids i sure hope you can uh, do how it. many 18 year old quarterbacks
2: are starting in the in college it, a lot all, or is he really of going against other 21 and 22 year old quarterbacks
0: I checked the birth certificates. They're all <laughs> eighteen kids, eighteen-year-old uh, coming out. Uh, not an early declare. Again, he went back. Receiving yard market share was fine. Receiving yards per team pass attempt not even close to the threshold I'm looking for. If if you're getting first-round draft capital,
2: right, not even close. Uh,
0: no, 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 and he very well may, and I think he does. I just, I clean out your ears. I just said he gets the top forty draft capital. I didn't say top 40. I said first round. Okay. You want to say 30? We'll say 30. 31 this year. Not 32. because
2: Miami. You know.
0: I like to keep the show as clean as possible. (laughs) I know Dan gets riled up. (laughs) Thank you. And I I have a lot of words I want to say right now.
2: Hey, we should have gifted you this other wide receiver that you love, right? Oh, no, wait. Dandy even pick yet, huh? <laughs> oh, stand it you, huh? I'm up
1: in 201. Let's get us back on the rails here. All right, we we, we have completed round wait, one. Really, really quick, really quick. <laughs> right, listen, He's, you're over your word count tonight. No, no I'm not.
0: I, like I have Zay the next here. It's not saying that I I hate the kid. Yeah. It's coming you hate across him. that way to me. He hates I, him. The, <laughs> I I I would love to have him over for Thanksgiving dinner.
1: I don't believe you. Yeah, All right, Dan, 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 two Oh one. All right. So being that Mitch just loves sniping me tonight. And then, you know, he, he tries to like take me out to dinner and then the, he calls the night off early. You know, you, you just kill me tonight, Mitch, but I will take who you thought I wanted mm. because you took the guy I wanted. Um, I will take Quentin Johnson at this point based on that ceiling. Um, I believe he's going to pan out and be really good in the NFL I think it's just going to take a little bit longer but I think he'll figure it out freak of nature he's probably more the Anthony Richardson of like the wider of the wide receiver position there he has the tools he's you TCU used him really well now he's got to go to the NFL and he's got to get a team that's going to develop and, and utilize them properly but again I think he is going to figure out he's got all the tools I think he's is going to be a guy that's going to be able to separate and not become like the next Kenny Galladay. I, I, I like him at 201. All
2: right, Dan. It, I, Dan, I have to just ask you just real quick. Yeah. So so you keep saying he has all the tools. Like besides being 6'3", like which tools does he really excel at?
1: I, I love his size. I love his long stride. I think he's a beast. He's kind of like raw potential, like a... He reminds me like there's some... Metcalf, there's some Christian Watson in him, uh, You know, maybe Christian Watson's a, a fair one. You know, I, I just see him being utilized and, and being a playmaker in the National Football League. I just think he's got a little bit bigger learning curve. So he's a guy that I don't think he's going to come out of the blocks fast in the first half of the season. So I'd say temper a little bit of expectations. But I think there's enough talent there where he's going to be a good National Football League receiver. But th- this also speaks a little bit to I think this is a weaker – Draft as we start getting to this point. Like I agree with JB said before, like after 106, there's this like I don't think there's a cliff there, like some people say. I think you know, 106 is the sweet spot, those top six, you'd maybe trade a little bit more to have one of those six. But I really do love the the Jordan Addisons and the Zay Flowers and Kincaids, and I like where you took Levis and all that. But when we get to the second round, you know, JB snatched Charbonnet, so there's no uh value running back that i really like there there are running backs i do like i just think that's a nice spot for quentin johnson based on this year's draft i like enough on film to go with him
0: he he's a big dude but he plays so much smaller than he is he does he has at
1: times you're right and,
0: and you mentioned he has the ceiling yes he does and you kind of compared him to the wide receiver equivalent of anthony richardson richardson He's going to have that high floor when he's on the field, though. Quentin Johnston very well could be Nikhil Harry 2.0. Could be. Uh, could be Corey Davis, who, you know, kind of blossomed. It took him a few years, but then started to perform a little bit, but nowhere near the expectations. And now hearing that Quentin Johnston isn't invited to the first round of the NFL draft because they want to avoid an awkward situation. How accurate is that? You know, I, I don't know, but if the NFL says, hey, this dude's going in the second round, that, that's a red flag in and of itself.
1: I think we've seen some very good second-round receivers become very good fancy <laughs> players in the National Football League. This is... Me betting on him based on what's available here, I'm willing to roll the dice.
2: I'm telling you guys Dude. that aren't watching like this on video is great when like jo- John's awaiting a fake flag that's not even there, and Dan like has all of his props, like it's <laughs> good stuff. You're
0: you're putting words in my mouth. Well, you know, there are good second round receivers. Nobody said there weren't. You're calling it a big red flag. If you go in with the expectation, which has been talked about all off season that Quentin Johnson is a first-round draft pick, and then he drops, yes, that's a red flag when you have teams across the NFL passing on him. If the expectation, like a Josh Downs, like a Jalen Hyatt, like those guys, that if they go second round, that's where they were supposed to go. So why is Quentin Johnson now all of a sudden not invited to the first round of the NFL draft? And then if he does slip, it's not a situation where the expectation was that's where he's going. So but, yes, but I, you're changing the you're changing the baseline altogether. But
1: I'm looking to draft the best dynasty player at two hundred one, and, and I believe gonna be he Quentin is going to be better but, than your Jalen Hyatt for did, did by I, far.
0: Did I take Jalen Hyatt?
1: Well, you're putting not him yet. in the second round class. Why? You know, you're yes, you put him on a little pedestal go. right there. He I'm is, not Jalen saying is, he's I had expect, I have expectations of Quentin Johnson to go in the first round, JB. I'm saying talent wise, I'm defending my pick at two hundred one. Because I like his upside, I am rolling the dice. This is gambling, Dan. Here tonight, I, I like that ceiling for Dynasty. Put him on my roster right now. Book it. Put Quentin Johnson on my roster.
0: My cheeks are getting redder and redder as this episode progresses. Okay, well, are from laughing? I don't think. Ahead, had, take to take Jalen
1: Hyatt right now, JB. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I'm not because there's a guy that I have in a tier above him still that you guys continue to let slip. And I say this, it's pre-NFL draft. So there is a very, very good chance when we're sitting here 10 days from now and I say, well, he didn't get the draft capital I wanted. 50-50 shot, I would say, that Hendon Hooker lands in the first round of the NFL draft. With the expectation he misses the whole year, let's say he sits behind a, a Tannehill cousins, whatever he's recovering from injury. If he goes in the first round of the NFL draft with his profile, with his production, even though he's as old as Dan, I'm still going to take Hendon hooker, especially sitting here at two Oh two. So you can take your will Levis at one Oh nine. I'll take the better player in Hendon hooker at two Oh two.
2: Yeah. You said in the discord that you would straight up take Hendon hooker over will Levis. Yes. I, I would if oh, Charbonnet wasn't it. Absolute I, crazy talk. Like I agree the, the, with like ninety percent of your takes when it comes to this draft class. That one, I just don't get it. Yeah, like the be able to play this year. I think it's time four, to eight. pick
1: on John here, Mitch, because you know he, he 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 hates. Who did he hate before that? Who do you say we confirmed he hate? He hated somebody that was. Really I hate. Good. I hate Zay Flowers. Flowers. Obviously. He hates Zay Flowers. He thinks Head and Hooker's better than Will Levis, and then Head and Hooker's probably going to bust and you're you're hating on my boy Quentin Johnson I, I, don't get it. I don't get
0: it but 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 I I think you can see here if things play out the way they should that the the second round here even though now it's getting all this hate, these are still nice spots I'd like to be in now does this change post NFL draft sure yeah. there's always that possibility and last year we saw it because I loaded up in quarterback with quarterbacks in the first round and I'm sitting there thinking, well, I I got Malik Willis at this po- point in the draft or whoever took him. Uh, anyway, we got to speed this up a little bit, guys. You're talking too much, as always. Mitch, 203, who do you got?
2: Uh, like, so, so, like, now we could get into the game of, like, I know who you guys like and who you don't like. So right. I don't have to select the person that I really want to here. And I know you might not even select this one, but I'm going to go with Darnell Washington, mainly because I'm not – I know you're not going to select the other two guys that I like. John already knows who they are. So, and I know he doesn't like them in the first place. So I'm not worried about that, but Darnell Washington, he's going to go in the first round, just like we brought up with hand hooker, right? Like he's going to go there. I think he ends up playing from day one. He's an elite blocker already. It's not like he doesn't know how to play tight end. He just played a, like behind one of the greatest tight ends in college. And so for me, I think Darnell Washington is just a really, really easy pick here, even though I will say it's probably three or four picks too early in normal rookie drafts. That's I'm going to tell me. you, I'm,
0: I'm going to tell him right now. Maybe, maybe Dan would have reached, but you could have waited till you're twelve to take him.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, why would have I reached? Why, why you gotta be like that and profile me that I would have reached. I know I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan, but come on. I think that I just said that was rich for me.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, so we got Darnell. I almost said Darnell Mooney. Because <laughs> I'm what? setting this up because I'm getting better players later in the draft. This uh, is you're gonna you're up not going to get who you want at 206. I You sure. better not. I'll this podcast forever. Well, I'm
1: Thomas? up right now. I am up right now. And Mitch, for the first time, finally gifted me tonight. I did not expect the, the Washington pick. I will hedge on my Quentin Johnson pick, stack my wide receiver room. Give me Josh Downs out of North Carolina after the big four. I think he is the guy to get. If you don't have the draft capital in your rookie drafts, you can't get those big four. Here's a guy I would be excited about to, to have on my roster. Just love his speed, man. He he would he will make things happen in the National Football League. Very good wide receiver. Josh Downs for me at 204.
0: I can't even argue with that. I I can't. I I I'm a little bit higher on downs, but still this, this two Oh one to two Oh six, seven. It's a fairly, as we sit here today, but there's always going to be mm-hmm. separation. Once we hit the NFL draft, uh, for me at two Oh five, so I got to put don't next year. Do Please don't do it. I know you're going to do it. No, I'm sad. <laughs> choo, choo. All
1: aboard God. the A chain.
0: Oh, all right. I'm, so this, many
2: mistakes this, were made.
0: <laughs> this they the, could uh, have
1: them. it's gonna pay off for you, Mitch. Maybe
0: listen, and, and this might be a guy that gets 10 to 12 touches for you know several games, and, and he is explosive enough that if we can get up to a little bit higher than that in terms of usage that the ceiling is going to be tremendous. He held up in college with a heavy workload. Mm-hmm. He has shown that he can run between the tackles. He has shown his ceiling in space with his, his receiving capabilities. And yes, he is small, but I've gone through the list of guys that his BMI is actually higher than. Uh, uh, I know Jamal Charles was on that list. Uh, there was like a LaShawn McCoy. Am I saying he's going to be Jamal Charles and LaShawn McCoy? No. But I do think with his size and you know height, his weight is a little overblown. Is is Buck eighty eight? He is a little bit smaller than we would like, but he still offers tremendous upside. And I do believe he gets that day two draft capital. So, a
1: chain that is rough, Mitch. Because as I do look at I this, up. I wasn't taking Washington. JB, my understanding yeah. is wasn't taking Washington. You would have if you wanted a chain. That was yeah. you missed your chance to get him there.
0: Mistakes. So many mistakes. It's all right. Some of us in the pot are playing checkers. Well, well, never mind. Mitch, you, uh, you Others
2: are playing checkers. Um, I'm gonna go like I know you guys aren't gonna pick this guy anyways, but I'm gonna go with Cedric Tillman. Just because for me, this is the next wide receiver up that I know what he's going to do in the NFL. And this is like my whole Pre draft strategy is like, how are these guys going to be used? Can I trust it? Are they going to get the draft capital? And I think for Cedric Tillman, he's like 6'3, 213. He's going to go, um, he's going to play the X in the NFL. He's going to be just the dude that's on the field that you love. Like, he's going to be Adam Thielen, right? He's not going to go out and ever be Jefferson. That is never going to be his ceiling. But I think he's going to start from week one. And if I'm going to get that at the 206 or whatever we're at now, then I'm really happy there. And
1: 207. This is where it gets r- really hard. Love your pick, Mitch, on, on Tillman. I know when I crashed Pivot Point, you, you were asking me about him. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think this whole pre draft process really led to you landing at Cedric Tillman. Uh, that, that's a solid pick. So. I have two. I think we all have two picks left, if I'm not mistaken. So we got to be really careful. And this, this to me, gets to be the hardest part of the draft, especially pre-draft. But I'm gonna go with a running back here. It's time to pounce on that running back position. And this is where it's hard because it's like, which one do you take? I've got four guys pretty close that I'm really curious where they're gonna be drafted. But overall, studying where I see backs are going, I'm thinking maybe of the four running backs I like, he might have the highest draft capital. I'm gonna go with Taji Spears out of oh. Tulane. There Good is. tough runner, dangerous in space, and all things are adding up. We know he could catch the ball. Uh, he makes sense for me. And by your reaction, I think I might have picked the right one.
0: No, actually, that was a. <laughs> I was We're sad. Not. John was happy. That there's a theme this episode. I have these guys back to back, so yeah. I, I like Tajay Spears. I have I have him at 204 right now. So I getting him at 207, great. But give me Tank Bigsby. This is now a player that I I've gone back and forth on the way I think the NFL is going to value him here in 8 days. I I went from all board the tank to well I think the NFL might let him slip to day 3 now it seems like based on what we're hearing that day 2 draft capital could be could be in sight here. So um uh, the Auburn not a strong offensive line here nope. in 2022. I know uh, Hunter, the other running back there, Jarquez Hunter was a little bit more efficient, but Tank Bigsby, uh, nice all-around back. And if I can get him at two oh eight, now if he goes third round, and he he's one of the the five or six running backs that that happens to get day two draft capital, if it's below what I think it's going to be, the overall number of guys with day two draft capital, he's going to shoot up draft boards here. But for me. 208, Tank. It's a no
1: brainer. I love that you picked him, JB, because he was the guy I was of the four running backs, I was kind of bouncing back and forth. I actually have tank ranked higher in in my running back rankings right now, just by one spot. They're right next to each other. But just I keep seeing Spears higher, higher, higher. So I went with him just based on that I'm projecting he's gonna get draft higher if you know a lot of people are right, but great, great pick.
0: And really quick, you know, keep in mind, there's three of us here. And when it's when you're one of the hosts is forced to make all of the right decisions, it's challenging here. But Jonathan said, I was thinking the same thing. I feel like these running backs dropped a bit in the smock. I'm only one person, guys. I can only do the right thing so often.
1: (laughs) All right. Where's the Uh, challenge flag again?
0: (laughs) Throw five of them. Uh, Dan, if you would have gone tank, I would have gone Spears for the record. Mitch, two or nine. They were my next two picks too. So that didn't work out all that
2: great for me. um, So, you know, this sucks because like uh, Kevin and Jonathan brought up in the chat is like, I'm ending up with all wide receivers and I don't love it, but I'm just going to keep going with it right now. And it's going to be Jalen Hyatt. Um, Jalen Hyatt is the guy to where my hope, if I'm taking him pre-draft, my hope is he ends up going to the chargers, right? He ends up going to a team that needs that. He goes to the Rams. Somewhere to where he could be the one that that is making the defense care about him, right? Like, if he ends up going to Detroit, I wouldn't love it because they already have Jamison Williams. Like, the, his skill set isn't going to be that well used there. But if he could go somewhere with his explosive talents that he has, like, that's, that's just what I'm hoping for here. So it might be a little bit early right now, but it might be a little bit late right now. So he's just a guy to where... He's okay right here, but I'm not like extremely happy. I would have much rather had those running backs.
0: Uh, two hundred nine, though, I would be thrilled with the Hyatt pick. Um, now it would be interesting because I, if if the Darnell pick kind of threw things for a loop. Mm-hmm. I don't think with the the players that have gone, but certainly if if who would you have gone with at two hundred three if you didn't take Darnell Mitch? Oh, it was eighteen.
1: All right, JB's stop listening for three minutes of the show. I think we clarified that. We did. It's all good, though.
2: You were probably M- in the chat.
1: Remember that part of the okay. show, JB, where we said, I, you know, I was neither you or I were taking Darnell Washington, so happened. Mitch missed the opportunity of 18, yes. and Mitch said he made mistakes. Like we, I just wanted to
0: confirm.
1: Oh, you're confirming. I'm still confirming. thinking about
0: my po- Power Ranger action figures. Power out out it's got understandable. It. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Dan, final pick, and then we'll... We'll wrap up the show with guys that should have made the top 12, but
1: or top uh, 24. I, I got to just comment on the Hyatt one. A while ago, Mitch, I was there with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to just regurgitate, but I've heard a lot about the Tennessee offense, as we all have. There's some concerns of what Hyatt did, but he was another guy Steve Smith talked about. And there's, like, just no route versatility in, in this kid at all. Oh, no. I mean, th- that's what that he,
2: offense was. That offense he thinks was... he's going
1: to have a real hard time adjusting in the yeah. National Football League, and coaches are really going to get on him. And I, I'm, 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 I think I'm just complete fading him in my drafts, potentially. 2-10, um, this is where it gets hard, and I guess it'll take us to other guys we would have drafted. I am between 1-2. Three guys right now, but I'm going to stay at the running back position, and I'm going to go with my gut, and I'm going to take Kendra Miller of TCU. Nice size, patient, quick effort runner, catches the ball. Uh, I think he's healthy. I think he's got some really good upside. So I'm up.
2: Yep. which Which one of the two you're going to take? Who do you think I'm between? I think you're between Sam Laporta and Luke Musgrave, to be honest with you. No, neither. Really? Okay, All that impressive.
1: tight end hype in the beginning, I know, and he that, doesn't even take so one at the end draft. of the second round. It's I can't, so everybody I can't, knows can't even talk for to you long. right now.
0: John lied. Uh, but No, no, but again, listen. We're sitting here. Uh, Let l- me clarify. We're sitting here pre-NFL draft, and with my picks, I, I went through and said, well, we know Michael Mayer. He's going to get the first one draft capital. But then I went with Hooker, who... Based on that pick at the 202, and let's say 50 50 shot, he goes in the first round. I wanted him there. Uh, a chain, let's say he would slip to the fourth round, that's going to be adjusted. Same with tank, so th- this is going to look very different one way or another post NFL draft. So, Dan, who did you go? You went with uh Miller,
2: Andrew Miller. yeah, okay. I know who you're going. You're going to Roshan.
0: See, I, I, I. I think he lands in the third. Uh, the, the third round of the NFL draft is just yeah. going to be
1: all running backs, apparently. Yep. That was my other uh, guy. It was Miller or Roshan if I was staying running back.
0: I'm going to go Roshan. Uh, you know, it's so tough to to really look at him based on, you know, I, I have all the, the rookie data in the spreadsheets, and I have all the different thresholds that I'm looking at, and he is one that you need some additional context with because he's playing behind Bijan Robinson.
1: He was a converted quarterback, man. That's a smart dude there.
0: Yeah, and it just, like, what situation, what would his production and usage have looked like elsewhere? And based on what we're hearing, third-round draft capital is certainly uh, somewhere uh, in the realm of possibility. I'm reading one of the comments here. I always try to read comments and spit my, Mm -hmm. my take out, so if it's ever a bad take, you know why. Uh, so give me Roshan at 211.
1: He passes the eye test too, man. Like this film. He's a, he's a big dude.
0: Give me Roshan. All right, Mitch. I'm just like, I don't,
2: I really want to go Mingo here, but I'm not because it's a stupid pick. I'm gonna go Sam Laporta from tight end university, man. Like if we have a good tight end coming out of Iowa, he should go in the second round. If he gets good draft capital, it's just, they know what they're doing there. And I that like really matters. If the guy's getting coached up well in college, they know what they're doing. He's going to be able to immediately step in the NFL. So for me, it's, it's Sam Laporta. There's another, this is the funny thing is we talked about like, Oh, this is a down class. There's like four or five other guys. I could have really easily picked here, but so Sam Laporta is just the guy. I mean, no huge reason over him, over Luke Musgrave. Besides the fact I could just trust the coaching staff there at Iowa a little
0: bit more. Uh, for Laporta, you take away the, I mean, he's a little bit undersized, six mm-hmm. foot three, not exactly, uh, in that sweet spot for tight ends. But beyond that, uh, he's athletic enough. He's fast enough. He had the production coming from that pedigree. You know, a lot of people like to look at the helmet whenever they're talking about the, these prospects coming out. Well, CJ Stroud slipping for me because he goes mm-hmm. to Ohio state. Well, I think Iowa it's the reverse. You know, you get these tight ends coming out, but LaPorta was nothing but productive there and beyond being a little bit undersized, at 212, I I can't knock that at all. But again, even though we have all of these these tight ends that I am really excited about, there's still a lot of other you know strong, I almost said great, strong positional players that you need to, if they get the draft capital that you need to be looking at even before some of these tight ends. So uh, they set the additional context and the framework. And, and I think where we're actually looking to take these tight ends. Um So Dan, are you okay with me taking mayor and then nothing else at tight end?
1: I mean, a little hypocritical, JB, I'm but, not. I'm not, but, I'm not, but based on what you picked, Yes, I am. And I'm a little disappointed in Mitch because, you know, he, he just, you know, took the tight end that I thought you would take. And and no. Mitch, I, I wish you had more with your other path. pick, but I don't want to – I think our other guys we would have took should go in our closing thoughts, hmm. final thoughts.
0: All right, yeah. Dan's like, can we wrap this up, please?
1: Final thoughts.
0: All right, Dan, final thought for our listeners. Throw in who else could have slipped into the second round here in this rookie mock
1: rapid fire. I'm just going to give you one name. And then I'm, I just want to touch on tight ends really quick. Jonathan Mingo, Mitch, you should have had conviction and ta- <laughs> I t- sure taken have. him. I listened to the pivot point. I played it back last week when I was on my lawnmower and, and you brought him up and I was like, yeah, Mitch. Yeah. Mingo. Another guy, Steve. No, I don't even know if it was Steve Smith. Might've been somewhere else, but I love that guy's fill man. Like he looks like he could be something mm-hmm. and, I think he could be a, no, a number one receiver in the National Football League. It's, I, I just love his value. I like Marvin Mims a little bit too, but Mingo, I really like. He would have been my other second round guy. And this tight end class, you know, you took Laporta, Mitch. I mean, after we get past Darnell Washington, who again, I, I just don't know if there's enough pass production in the NFL for me to take him really high. Laporta is like in this cluster. Maybe I like him the best of the other guys, but to me, they're all just other guys. And that's where I struggle taking any of those tight ends in the second round. Uh, Luke Musgrave, I wasn't really crazy about his film. He just seems all tools and potential. Um, So we'll see what he does in in the National Football League. Tucker Craft has good tools, but he's a bit raw. Uh, Koontz was a Penn State transfer. He's got some good size and got some tools. So maybe, you know, injuries have been a little bit of a challenge for him. And then if you dig really deep, Again, yeah, I just think they're all going to be other guys, but we're in deep leagues. We draft fourth, fifth round rookies sometimes. Will Mallory, he's kind of a little bit like Laporta to me, maybe even a little bit more on the, you know, potential he's size bigger. wise. He's bigger. Yeah. So I, I think there could be something with him. Uh, Breton Strange, some ability. Luke Shoot, Shoemaker, some ability. And uh, just then I'm just kind of dying out. So that's it. Can't wait for the draft, gentlemen. Who, who do you got?
0: Well, really quick, you mentioned Mingo. Um... And Mitch, I'm assuming he's one of the guys that you would have thrown in there oh, we yeah. talked about him. yeah, um, I have
2: him as my two eleven in my actual
0: like rankings. Stay on with it, Mitch. It. stay with it on the pivot point i, I was quickly corrected via the uh, comments afterwards, and I don't know what I was looking at in my notes. um I mentioned Mingo going around the fifth round of the NFL draft and I uh, no so, <laughs> I hope not. I, I hope don't you know. know. I don't know much higher, much. So I I need to get that out there because that's been eating away at me for like five days now. All
2: All I'm going to bring up is Sean Tucker actually has a real pro day coming up. I think it's on Monday. I know. And like, I'm excited just to see how that goes. It's a guy who I think we all were really high on. Whatever happened in the offseason happened, I don't know what the hell thing was, but that's kind of what we don't know going into this process. So I just hope he goes out there and absolutely kills it and he ends up getting good draft capital. But because, you know, he's someone I would have liked in that early second round range. But as of right now, I just kind of have him completely off my board because I don't know where he's going to go.
0: As it stands today, Marvin Mims should have been in the top 24. I don't
2: know if the NFL likes him. That's the one thing. He could end up being that late fourth round wide receiver. Well,
0: okay. So my expectation is third round. Mm-hmm. Zach Evans, even with if he gets early fourth round draft capital, I could still see taking him at the end of the second. Jonathan I admit Mingo, twenty four. I I have mid twenty one. Uh John, Jonathan Mingo, slip him in there day two draft capital. Even though now there's a mock that has Mingo going at the end of the first round of the NFL draft. So. Uh, I see comments in the chat regarding Izzy, Dwayne McBride talked about Evans. There's a lot more. Uh, it, you know, uh, you could you could mention Boutte in there. Uh, my concern is then we start to get to the point with some of these running backs where they do slip, and I uh, in the NFL draft, and I I would be okay taking a shot on them in the third, but other than that. I, I wouldn't be throwing any of these other running backs. And as of today, as of the expected draft capital, we discussed, I, I as a late tight end, I really like Will Mallory. I he's big, he's athletic, uh, my pit Panthers, uh, was able to line up outside and, and do some things out there, not just, uh, lining up, uh, and doing things close to the line of scrimmage there. So I, uh, Will Mallory, uh that that mims todd Boutte, chase brown uh then my next set of tight ends would be tucker craft and luke musgrave that that would be my my next set after the darnell and laporta so that early third for me there but once a few of these guys completely crumble in the nfl draft well these other guys are going to be elevated so ah jb like yeah Anyway, anything else, guys? Anything else? I think Long we covered episode. a lot in
2: about an hour and a half.
0: Long episode. Uh, again, if you enjoy the conversation, come check out the Patreon. It's free for the rest of April. Instant refund. If you don't like it, bounce. No hard feelings. Uh, you know, if you're watching live on YouTube, if you see the description of the episode, we're still hanging out, Proud Partner Dynasty hyphen daddy.com. They've added new features to their website actually. And um, if you have a larger portfolio, a lot of great information there, even if you don't still able to see fluctuating values, player shares, all that good stuff. All right, guys, Mitch, we got the pivot point Sunday morning, right? Yep. No episode next week. So this is it until the NFL draft. Extremely appreciative of everybody sticking with us, not only for, this off season, up to this point, but for 200 episodes, uh, and Mitch and Dan, the fact that you two still want to associate with me is beyond me. And and don't worry, I'm going to have all my Power Rangers up for next week's <laughs> or uh, our next episode. Uh, hopefully, everybody enjoys the NFL draft. Hopefully, everybody's prospects they get the draft capital and landing spots they so desire. For Mitch Sorensen, Dan Lamagna, I'm John Bauer. We'll catch everybody after the NFL draft.